Hello, hello, what is going on guys? Your boy Elroy here and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prep Igina, and we're back, baby. Coming fresh, fresh off a phenomenal UFC 276. Um, just all excitement all the time. I've had a great week. So with that being said, let's get into the week. Because I am grateful. I am beyond grateful. A um, little bit of a tough week when it comes to the uh, mental aspect of life. Uh, there's just something about like holidays nowadays, you know, after losing my mother that, you know, it, it gets dark. I just get super uh, bummed out. Just. I don't even know why. I get, you know, my mom loved holidays and celebrations. So when it's time to celebrate, uh, for me, it's just like hard to do. <laughs> to be frank, it's it's hard to celebrate. Even days like uh, Father's Day, you know what I mean. It was it was nice to be with my family for Father's Day, but I wasn't like excited to celebrate. I was just, you know, it was nice to be around family, and that was about the only thought I could really focus on. Uh, I just, you know, you you miss the person that's not here anymore, uh, especially when it's times like that, you know. So Fourth of July, even though there's nothing to the holiday, I don't, you know, it's just a day off for me, just an extra day off uh, that I get to spend with my family. Um, but it's tough, man. We didn't do much of anything. Uh, the girls were sick. And um, we just tried to relax. Uh, we cooked a bit. And we had someone from church come over. And we made some burgers. And that was about it. You know, spent most of the day in the house. Just just how it is. Uh, then Monday. That was Monday. And then Tuesday I go to work. And it's just like a slog of a day. I just wasn't in it mentally. Uh, I, I really wasn't in it mentally. And, uh, you know, I worked about a half day. I talked to my boss and said, hey, man, today's just not a great day. And I don't feel like going back to the uh, to the table and, you know, being all sad. I don't, I don't want to tear up at a cutting table <laughs> so I said hey if it's cool you know I'm going to finish this uh, I'm going to finish these last couple orders and I'm going to head out if that's okay with you and he said yeah don't worry about it we'll see you tomorrow and um, haven't been there since I, I'm going to go back today when you guys listen to this I, sh I should be back but um, yeah just a just a rough rough week no uh Nothing crazy, like I said, just, just you know, you get in your head. You get pretty bummed. It kind of soaks the, uh, just soaks the life out of you sometimes, you know. And I'm, and I'm a believer, and I, you know, I try to focus on the, on the good with the Lord and, you know, place my mind in that mindset. But, you know, even God grieved when he uh, sent his son, so... You know, I miss my mom. I miss her a lot. I was thinking today, I was sitting, 
was pulling up my tabs for, you know, to record. And my daughter comes and she sits on my lap. Puppy, I'm going to help you. I said, baby, I don't need your help right now. Uh, come on, it's time for bed. And uh, I just look over and there's like, you know, I, I've talked about it before. But my wife, when my mom passed, just like filled the house. Like pictures of my mom everywhere. Uh, just for me, you know, to be able to see her all the time. And um, I just looked over and I'm like, damn, mom, I miss you. The baby sees her and she goes, that's grandma, that's grandma. It just breaks my heart. She said, that's my friend. Oh, man, she hasn't seen her. And, you know, whatever it's been, we haven't seen her since, like, January. So, uh, some hard days, man, but. I think I'm starting to pick back up. I started reading a book uh, by Pastor Craig Groeschel from Life Church, uh, which is a you know mega church. He's one of the more how do I put this? I love Stephen Furtick. I love Mike Todd. Um, you know Richard Wilkerson. All those big mega church pastors, like they're awesome in their own way, super charismatic. They, I think they're just perfect for the times. But Craig Rochelle has just overcome the times. You know, he's been in it forever, and he's a he's a phenomenal author. And I'm reading this book called Hope in the Dark, and the line under it says, "How to." believe God is good when life isn't I believe is the line um, I just want to get it right so give me a second hope in the dark believing God is good when life is not and um, I reiterate life isn't bad it's just hard you know what I mean um, so it it's it's been a great book so far. I I knocked off like fifty pages and in a few minutes just I didn't want to put it down. But dinner time, you know, you gotta you gotta keep your head up when your when your kid is awake. You know, you gotta spend as much time with them as possible. So, um, you know, she says stuff like "Come here, lay with me, scoot over, this and that." So, as soon as she starts saying that, it's like okay, I gotta give you my attention. Put the book down and uh. I'll revisit it later on, but just a phenomenal book about, you know, and I get this question a lot, you know, from people who don't believe, and I, it's easy for me to say, well, you just do, you know what I mean, because I've been in it my whole life, I've never had those questions, but uh, it's it's trying to answer the, why would I serve a God who lets bad things happen, and um, it's the perspective is great. It's it's just a really great book. I can't wait to pa you know finish it, and I'll pass it on to I think you know someone who who needs it. But um, great book. If you could find it, I think I got it at Ollie's. It's probably been sitting on my bedstand for you know a year, the better part of a year, maybe close to two, just because I don't I don't read a lot. But you know when I get into it, I get into it. So. Hopefully next week I'll have, you know, a, a synopsis of how I thought the book was. You know, f like I said, four four chapters in. Um, I'm on chapter five at the moment. It's It's been great. It's a really good read. 
Um, he's well written, well spoken, and extremely relatable for someone who doesn't have a care in the world. Like huge mega church, super successful, just brings the word in this way that every generation could just understand it. Um, he's so relatable. That's the best part about a Craig Rochelle book. He's relatable. So if you see that name, whatever book it is, just pick it up and take it home. I got it at Ollie's, so I probably paid, you know, four or five bucks for it. No biggie. I'll pay that every time I see his name. Um, but yeah, that's hope in the dark. That's my week, man. It's it's been a it's been a decent week, you know. Weekend, like I said, a little rough around the edges, but spent a lot of time with my girls, and uh, that's that's the most important part for me. I get to spend some time with my brother this weekend and the girls over there, because um, Sundays have become like this family day, and uh, I love it. You know, just sit back, cook dinner, chill, and BS. You know, for a few hours after church, and uh, it's just great. Just a great time with family. Everybody needs that time with their family. But uh, let's get into what you're here for because it was a hell of a week. It was a, a great weekend last weekend. We had UFC 276 on Saturday. But let's start off with Friday because a friend of the show was fighting. And every time a friend of the show fights, we have to talk about her. Kayla Harrison, main events PFL 6 live from the Overtime Elite Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. And gets it done. Gets it done in the first round. By ground and pound. She takes out Caitlin Young in the first round. Earns six points. And I believe clinches. Her spot. In the uh, PFL. Women's lightweight bracket. We already know. Kayla Harrison is just. That damn good. Um, she she was supposed to fight Julia Budd. Julia Budd was hurt. So uh, maybe we'll see that. Later on. Uh, some other names on the card. Rory McDonald takes an L to Sadabu Sai by unanimous decision. Just Rory's career has just not been the same. And, you know, it's been years now, Rory. It, it might be time for him to hang it up. Once one of the most entertaining, just lethal, violent fighters, uh, I think just early in his career, just took way too much damage. But hey, it is what it is. Ray Cooper the third, Brutta, comes back with the first round TKO over Brett Cooper. Magomed Magomed Karimov defeats Delano Taylor by TKO in the second round by punches. Uh, Larissa Pacheco defeats Jenna Fabian by GMP in the first round. And uh, who else was on here? Our friend, Abby Montez. Uh, she loses a super razor-thin close split decision to Marina Maknakina. Uh, this Abby Montez, man, you got to get some finishes, girl, because when you're going to the judges, it's just a wrap. Um, and, yeah, that was it for the PFL. But main storyline here, Kayla Harrison is a damn problem. Friend of the show. One of my favorite female fighters. She gets it done. Uh, she'll probably be facing like Julia Budd next. And she'll have, uh, 
you know, great success there. <laughs> Let's move on to Saturday. UFC 276 live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. So Saturday morning, um, or actually Friday night, my brother got back from his vacation. He was out for like a week, or two weeks actually, but he came back on like Sundays to, you know, do church. So I didn't get to spend much time with him, but Saturday he was back. I had all his lawn equipment in my car for like a week. So I'm like, you know what? Let me drop it off. Hopefully they're still asleep. No one's there. I go there and uh, open the garage to put it in. And my nieces open the door. They go and grab the baby. Next thing you know, I'm there for a few hours. So uh, he's like, oh, well, you know, my wife wanted to go to like the outlets or something. Brother's like, oh, you should go late at like 7. So, you know, you don't have to deal with anybody. And I'm like, dude, it's 7 o'clock. I'll already be in front of my TV for an hour. It's UFC 276, Adesanya fight card. I ain't missing it. <laughs> and that's what happened. You know, actually, I ended up missing first fight of the night. So we'll start there with Julia Stolyarenko submitting Jessica Rose Clark in the first round, like 42 seconds via armbar just completely destroying JRC's arm. Just a really, really rough arm bar there. Uh, we wish Jessica Rose Clark the best in her future. That was tough. I think it's two two losses in a row. Just a real tough hit. But that Julia Stolyarenko just took her arm home. Insane. Uh, Macy Barber defeated Jessica I by unanimous decision. I don't think it was that close of a fight. Jessica I looked like all pissed off, but I think it was more of the moment. You know, she took off her gloves, put them in the middle of the octagon, and retired. So, Jessica I, good luck to you in your future endeavors. Uh, you've been in the game for a really long time. I believe you said it like since 2009. You fought. Anybody and everybody you could, you fought your way to a title shot, and uh, you also really pioneered the movement for the 125 pound division for the women. Some say maybe the the you know best division for women in the UFC. Uh, but congratulations to you on your retirement. You're going out on your back, which might not be the best you know for for the way you're feeling right now, but. Uh, just know that everybody's excited to see you move on, and uh, hopefully you have a successful post-fight career. This is the weirdest fight ever. I don't understand why it was so low. These guys are freaking ranked. Andre Muniz defeats Uriah Hall by unanimous decision. And uh, not only beats Uriah Hall, but just dominates him. You know, Andre Muniz's jiu-jitsu is phenomenal, but he also has some hands, man. He really put it on Uriah Hall for three rounds and just sparked him. I just don't see a future for Uriah Hall, unfortunately. Um, he's 17 and 11. Somehow still ranked. Just not, not great, man. Uriah Hall is not great. When he's on, he's on, but when he's off, man, it's so bad. Just so bad. You know who's not bad? 
Dracus Duplessis. He gets it done via unanimous decision in a super fun fight against Brad Tavares. Um, Brad Tavares, tough as nails, as always. And, um, you know, Dracus Duplessis was, was coming to, you know, coming for blood. Coming for blood. Uh, super fun fight. Could have won fight of the night, but there was something on the main card that there was no way they were losing fight of the night. Just uh, I'm excited to see what Dracus Duplessis does next. He obviously he he's probably ranked now. Let's actually go to the middleweight rankings because obviously a ton of middleweight fights on this card. Let's go to the middleweight rankings for the UFC, and we're gonna start off with Dracus. He's uh, earns his number number fourteen. After being unranked, uh, Andre Muniz moves up to number 10. And, uh, yeah, Dracus Duplessis versus Uriah Hall is a phenomenal fight. Um, I think they should definitely match them up. That way he can continue to move up. Just a uh, great, great place to be for Dracus Duplessis there. Um, Moving on to 170. Ian Machado Gary defeats Gabe Green by unanimous decision. Ian Gary was on this night. Um, Gabe Green just couldn't gauge his, you know, his reach, and he he couldn't get past Gary's reach. And Gary was styling on him, you know, for three rounds. It was it was hard to watch. We know Gabe Green is a power puncher, um, just trying to land that big shot. Um, for some reason, he didn't go to his wrestling at all, neither, which was weird. I think he wanted to prove a point, but, uh, you know, Gary, Gary really showed out and it is Machado Gary now. Um, I thought it was pretty funny that he took his wife's last name, but I get it. They have a kid from her previous marriage, so she wants to make sure that there's synergy between if they have kids, the names. So Gary takes it, um, you know, very 2022 of you. Ian Carey. (laughs) Jim Miller submits Donald Cowboy Cerrone in the first, second round by guillotine choke. Um, Jim Miller gets it done, but Donald Cerrone takes his gloves off, leaves his gloves and his hat in the middle of the octagon. He calls it a quits. Says he just doesn't love it anymore. Um, He's off to be a movie star. So congratulations, Donald Cerrone. I don't know how much of a movie star you're going to be. But um, one thing I know is no matter what your record is, you're a legend. You're someone who fought anybody and everybody and wasn't scared to do it on a moment's notice. Um, Just a killer fighter. You've had a hell of a career and you were really fun to watch. Win, lose, or draw. So congratulations, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I want to know what your favorite Cowboy moment was, but mine personally, um, he was matched up against Alexander Hernandez, right, in 2019 on the first ESPN Plus card. And Alexander Hernandez was talking reckless just calling him geriatric and you know it was 
it was tough to watch. And this was like the main event of the prelims on the first ESPN Plus card. But, uh, you know, Alexander Hernandez was talking crazy. And, you know, Cerrone just, just will handle it in the cage, will handle it in the cage, will handle it in the cage. Next thing you know, second round, Cerrone head kicks this guy and TKOs him with <laughs> ground and pound in the second round. It was just a story for the ages for Cowboy and uh, proved that he was so game that he was taking out young guns back then. So uh, congratulations on a great career. I hope you become a movie star for your own sake. And the main event of these prelims for UFC 276, we saw Jalen Turner defeat Brad Riddell by guillotine choke 45 seconds into the first round. The tarantula gets it done. And he, my friends, is now, if I could get to it, jeez, Jalen Turner no, not yet. Wow. Oh, wait. Here we go. Jalen Turner appears in the lightweight rankings for the first time. Debuts at number 14. So if you're going by that logic and he wants that slow roll to the top, match up Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. Another CKB guy. Always game Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. Let's get it done, man. That's a fun fight. Brad Riddell, hope to see him again soon. Um, he's, you know, lost a few in a row, but always a super fun fighter to watch. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Turner's a freaking beast. On to the main card. Um, Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz. Ends in no contest due to eye poke. Pedro Munoz won the first round. If that means anything, it wasn't that exciting. Sean O'Malley is not. You know, the most exciting there. Uh, it's really unfortunate, man. It's like his star just dwindled there. Um, I don't know what to do with him next. Does he fight Henry Cejudo? That'd be a great fight for Cejudo to come back on. Um, I, I have no clue, man. Sean O'Malley's really got to figure this out because that was not great for his career there. Next up. Fight of the night, hands down, Brian Barberina from Gastonia, North Carolina, defeated ruthless Robbie Lawler by TKO in the second round. Just a phenomenal war. Everything you hoped for this fight was going to be, it was. Unfortunately, it ended in the second round. I would love to see another four and a half minutes of these guys just clanging and banging. This was just so much fun. He gets it done. For North Carolina, <laughs> Brian Barberina, and he says, "Listen, guys, I'm not just you know a fun fighter. I wanna I wanna keep moving up. So I hope he gets that, you know, and I hope I hope he gets a big fight after this. At 185, number four ranked at the time, Sean Strickland takes on the unranked Alex Pajeda, and uh, Sean Strickland decides he wants to stand with." maybe the best striker in the middleweight division, um, you know, besides the champion, and uh, just gets demolished 
in two minutes and 30 sec- seconds of the first round when Alex hits him with a left hook, follows up with three more shots on his way down, uh, knocked out cold. Alex Pajeda gets it done, and Alex Pajeda moves into the middleweight rankings from unranked to number six. Congratulations, Alex Pajeda. That is, wow. Uh, We'll talk about him more later, but that performance was chef's kiss. Just everything he needed. You know, we know he has the language barrier when it comes to being like an appealing um, talent for for the U.S. audience. And and not so much because when it comes to MMA, we could really look past it. But in UFC's eyes, you know, the the language barrier is always something tough. But if he keeps having these highlight reel KOs, man, this guy is going to be a damn MMA star. Just phenomenal. Moving on to the co-main event and what a co-main event it was. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway 3. Max, Max, you know, thought he won the first two fights. The judges and half the world thought Alexander Volkanovsky won the first two fights. We head into the third fight. Alexander Volkanovsky leaves no doubt schooling Max Holloway 50-45 unanimous decision I might have given Max Holloway the third round but I can see Alexander Volkanovsky winning all five rounds he just really took it to Max showed that he was the faster fighter he was the more accurate fighter right there and he pieced Max up something that I never thought I'd say man Alexander Volkanovsky is the real freaking deal he defends his title and he continues to prove me right I mean after the Ortega fight I think I really (laughs) I really started you know because I was once a huge Max Holloway fan it's not that I'm a fan now I'm still a very big Max Holloway fan I want to see him have all the fun fights um but Volkanovski is really doing his thing man isn't he he's just a phenomenal champion and uh I hope he just continues to just get it done in that division and I I really don't want him to move up but um if he's gonna move up screw the championships do fun fights man he is such a fun fighter and he's proved that his last three fights Give them fun fights. And in the main event, our boy Israel Adesanya gets it done via unanimous decision over Jared Cannonier. And I hear this talk, you know, oh, it was so boring. Oh, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Listen, it's not Israel Adesanya's fight is boring, fault it's boring. Jared Cannonier is to blame. Jared Cannonier needs to defeat Israel Adesanya. Jared Cannonier was too busy defending Israel Adesanya. It was not even close here, dude. He didn't even try. So with that being said, Israel Adesanya continues. I think this is his fifth defense, fourth defense, something crazy like that. But um, he climbs to 23-1. and one. He calls his shot. He said, we all know who's next. It's uh, Alex Pajeda. He says, um, 
you know, that's it. He wants that challenge. I hope to see it in September. I wish he would have gave a date, but um, September sounds completely reasonable. And, uh, yeah, Izzy gets it done once again, man. He's freaking great. I don't care what you guys say. My brother's like, oh, it's boring. I'm like, listen, man, you're looking for highlight reels. You don't need that right now. We're in the middle of greatness, man. Israel Adesanya is a great champion. Nobody said, oh, Floyd is boring. Nobody said that. Why are you saying about Israel? Let's be real, man. This guy is building a dynasty. And I'm really excited to see what's next with Israel. But that was UFC 276. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, You know, I'm not saying that the main event was great. All I'm saying is that you really got to blame Jared Cannonier for not going after it. Israel Adesanya just makes people freeze up. That's it. Even Whitaker said it. He said, you know, he's just so hard to hit. It's impossible. I I pride myself on being able to hit people, and I couldn't hit him. And it happens to the best of them, man. But moving on to this Saturday, live from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Battle of the Rafa... Rafael versus Rafael uh, in the main event. But let's let's start at the bottom. Hani Lawrence is taking on Sayakubo Kermanov. That's probably going to be a fun fight. Ronnie Lawrence is really fun. Uh, we keep moving. Kennedy and Zechiku, someone who just loves to get hit. He's taking on Carl Robertson. David Onama. A really fun prospect at 145 is taking on Garrett Armfield. Treshawn Gore is back against Cody Brunjage. Antonina Shevchenko versus Courtney Casey. Ricky Tercios, yes, UFC Ultimate Fighter winner. Ricky Tercios is back to take on Amon Zahabi. Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey. Nina Nunez versus Cynthia Calvillo. Jared Vandera versus Chase Sherman. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Douglas De Silva de Andrade. In the co-main event, Armin Petrosian takes on Kayo Bohayo. I have no idea why this dude is in his second straight co-main event. Um, I could have thought of five fights on here that were better co-main events. Uh, yeah, at least <laughs> heavyweights. They love putting heavyweights in the co-main event. Nina Nunez put her in the co-main event against Cynthia Calvillo. Shoot, put Saeed Nurmagomedov. He's a lot of fun. Michael Johnson, he's a mainstay. Um, you know Ricky Tercios, he's a Ultimate Fighter winner. Like, come on, this dude Kyle Bohaya, what does he do? Does he equal ratings? What are you guys doing? <laughs> but we all know why we're here. It's for the main event. Rafael Dos Anjos takes on Rafael Fiziev in just a phenomenal match made in heaven at 155. Um, number 10 versus number 7. Rafael Fiziev looks to move up. And take Dos Anjos' spot. And that's what I think is going to happen, man. How much fun is Rafael Fazeev? You know, how much fun is he to watch 
as he kickboxes his way to victory every time. Uh, I think that, you know, Rafael Dos Anjos is not going to have an answer for the phenomenal striking of Fiziev. And uh, we're going to see, you know, the continued emergence of a contender in Rafael Fiziev, man. This is a phenomenal fight at 155. And uh, just a great main event, man. We got a lot going on these next few weeks. And um, as this 12-week run, you know, we're in the midst of it. I believe it's coming to an end relatively soon. Um, but it's just been great, hasn't it? You know, yeah, we got... Let's, let's go through it really quickly because these are some really fun cards. So we just had UFC 276. Dos Anjos versus Fiziev. Right, Ortega versus Rodriguez, Blaze versus Aspinall, Pena versus Nunez two. Uh, Tiago Santos versus Jamal Hill, Marlon Vera versus Dominic Cruz, and then Usman versus Edwards two is where this wild run ends. Um, before heading to Paris. Two weeks later, Fergon versus Tuivasa. So, a lot of fun to look ahead at. And, um, yeah, I'm here for it, man. This weekend, like I said, Dos Anjos versus Fiziev. And, uh, yeah, stay locked in to the YBE MMA podcast as we continue to uh, cover this week in MMA and every other week for the foreseeable future. If it was up to me, I'd do it forever, but uh, I'm grateful. That has been this week's episode of YBE MMA Podcast. You can find me on all forms of social media, Elroy Prepson. One word, you can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast, as well as Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love your mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.